0: Hal Hinson of the Washington Post calls this movie the best American comedy since Tootsie. Gene Siskel says, I'm not sure this movie knows what it's really about, but I certainly enjoyed the confusion. And Kenneth Turan of the Los Angeles Times said, It won't overwhelm you or change your life, but after all the more obvious laughter is over, it may just make you smile. On this episode of Ruined Childhoods, we decide the fate of 1993's Groundhog Day. (laughs) Which one will
1: it be? It's
0: The Child Childhood Podcast.
1: Welcome to Rune Childhood's podcast. This is Dan Weiner, and I'm here with my brother, John Richardson. Hey, John, how's it going? Hey, Dan, I'm good. How are you? Oh, doing all right here. Um, snowed in in Seattle. Right, yeah. yeah. We were here in Portland, Oregon,
0: uh, facing the fears that seemed to have resulted in Seattle, but ended up getting just flurried on a little bit. Just flurried so, on a little bit, yeah. Just flurried on a little bit. No big yeah. deal.
1: No, this was one of those <laughs> like it started on Friday here and I have a um a, a classroom for those just joining us for the first time. I am a high school teacher. And my classroom does not have windows to the outdoors, which is kind of a bummer. But um When it was snowing the other day on Friday, I was so glad because otherwise I would have had these kids, especially because it doesn't snow, it snows maybe once a year here. So when it does, they are like, the show is on, the snow show. Right. Now, for anybody who isn't in
0: the Pacific Northwest, Seattle today looks like February 3rd in yes. Groundhog Day, yes. And Portland looks like February second. So, yes. So to Excellent. put it in context Segway. of what we're talking about on this episode of the yes. podcast, yes, that's what we're talking about.
1: However, our our <laughs> Phil Connors, uh, Cliff Cliff Mass is the weather. Shout out to Cliff Mass. Cliff he Mass. He is like
0: what a name. Love it.
1: When you move to Seattle, one of the first things you learn is that Cliff Mass is the authority. And if Cliff Mass says stock up on bread and milk, you go stock up on bread and milk. Um, So Cliff Mass. Yeah. Cliff Mass gave the heads up and he said, this one's going to be a bad one. So um, I'm the cool. The nice thing is I might have some extra time to watch some movies. So, so um, prior to this weekend,
0: the the all of the news outlets have been referring to what would potentially be happening as snow apocalypse and uh today i was walking outside and this woman walked past me and there was like a singular flurry falling from the sky and she, i just heard her mutter under her breath snow apocalypse and it was <laughs> it was like it was to herself but also to me acknowledging how fed up we are with the, the Ridiculous predictions of the weather. Anyway, let's talk about
1: movies. Yeah, and, and I just want to uh, start off by saying uh, uh, the passing of Albert Finney this past week.
0: Oh, yeah. I want to
1: acknowledge that and um, just kind of give a, give a shout out to the memory of Albert Finney. We recently watched uh, the movie Annie. And I saw it for the first time in a long time. And another favorite of mine with Albert Finney, which I've watched not too long ago, Miller's Crossing. Mm, Yeah. And he's just he was just such a powerhouse and he will be missed.
0: Absolutely. Big Albert Finney fan over here. Uh, Also, in the news, we heard a lot of remake and reboot news um, yeah, I, I know that you and I talked about uh, well briefly because we try not to talk about things uh, when we're not recording like this. But right. uh, the sequel—I mean, the the trailer dropped for the reboot of *Child's Play*. Yeah. And, um, you you seem to be a little like I think your response was it can't be as good as the original.
1: I would like to know more. I'm. I would like to know more. I particularly would like to know how Chucky becomes evil. That I didn't catch that from the the teaser, but I remember in in the original, it was of course Brad, the the actor Brad Dourif, playing this this killer who, and then he, all of a sudden knows like is really awesome at. Black magic and voodoo, and it puts his soul into this Chucky doll, the good guys doll. Sure. Which can I tangent for a moment? Tangent away. Funny story. Um, <laughs> so the good guys dolls were modeled after um, the My Buddy dolls right. from from the yeah. early eighties, and they My Buddy, me, My Buddy, My Buddy, and me is whatever the rest is but wherever he goes wherever you go, where you go, he'll uh, go along, he's gonna go something like that uh so anyway um s- my buddy was you know, I don't know how many f- you know he's small with overalls and a long sleeve striped shirt and short brown hair similar to the chucky look uh, but very similar looked very similar to our our brother Scott who <laughs> who had think one so. who had one oh yes I, know, he, I remember he did have one well he looked so similar that at there was one time I remember that uh grandma our our grandmother Charlotte Shout uh, out <laughs> Shout out to Shirley Charlotte was, was staying with us and and watching us and Scott uh she came in to check on on you and Scott and you two had already you were in bed and um Scott's my buddy was on the floor.
0: Oh, and
1: geez. grandma <laughs> Thought that grandma freaked out because she thought Scott was like passed out on the floor, face down, and like wasn't moving. (laughs) It wasn't like, oh my god, you know, she felt for a pulse. It just felt like cold and stiff, and you know, rubbery. Yeah. So funny story. Thank you for the tangent. So yeah. So
0: um, what's interesting about a Child's Play reboot is that they've been making Child's Play sequels actively. The latest one was just in 2017.
1: Was that Cult of Chucky? That was Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky, That's right? And, and, and am I mistaken in saying that there is also a Chucky, t- like TV show in development? I believe so. I believe that sounds that
0: sounds about right. So, um, what what I found interesting about the trailer for the new Child's Play is that it very closely. Res- not resembles or necessarily mirrors, but it's reminiscent of what we were talking about in the first episode with uh, Short Circuit uh-huh. about different ideas of how to get a um, number five into the, I guess, 2019 uh, point of view using drones. Yeah. So clearly this new Chucky has some sort of artificial intelligence uh, system as soon as the one of the first things you see is a kid open a box and like a red line, like scans his face. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Ooh,
1: that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it, one of the, one of my, as I'm trying to think like, all right, so what happens? This is the same, like serial killer puts his spirit in it. And then I was like, what if they kind of took a page out of 2001 and we had like a Hal, 9,000 thing going on where Chucky just kind of has a malfunction and decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to kill people. Sure. Why not? Um, And
0: let's see, as far as reboot or sequel news, is there anything else...
1: Escape from New York. Oh, um, that's right, Escape from yeah, New York. It, it's that time of year again when we hear talk of an Escape from New York remake or reboot <laughs> or sequel. And it was like it was Robert Rodriguez a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, which I uh, was, uh, you know, kind of interested in that. And now it's I could see that. Uh Lee uh, Wennell Wennell, um of Saw fame, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. And okay. in right. Insidious or The Conjuring, one of the two. But, um, you know, regardless, uh, you know, uh, a known name in horror, I... Right, and, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. go, on, go on. Oh, no, no, go ahead, because I I was going to kind of give my two cents here, but... Oh, no, give your two cents, because I was going to move on to another one that's
0: uh, coming up, but I'd like oh. to hear your thoughts about Escape from New York.
1: Yeah, you know, I just... and. Uh, Full disclosure, I've never been a huge fan of the movie. I have I think I've always fallen asleep while watching it. But it hmm. doesn't mean I think it's a bad movie. I just think it just hasn't clicked with me. I think it's a really cool concept. I think Kurt Russell sure. is badass. Snake Plissken yeah. is an iconic character. I don't know... I, I, how much I would want to see someone else play Snake Plissken. The closest I could think of would be like, I'd be interested to see a Bradley Cooper take on Snake Plissken, but I I, could see that. I still, it's, it's still not Kurt. All due respect to Bradley Cooper, Kurt Russell, 1981, Snake Plissken, iconic. I mean, it didn't even work when John Carpenter, like did a sequel slash kind of remake with Escape from LA and, like right. Stevie, which I found it. enjoyable. It was okay, but it wasn't. I mean, it was like he's surfing it, and yeah, it's kind of weird. It wasn't as gritty as the original Escape from New York. I have a lot no. of respect for, and I just feel like you know they tried to remake The Fog, uh, another John Carpenter classic. Right, and that didn't work out. They tried to. I didn't see the remake of The Thing, but The Thing is just such. Yeah, an I didn't see that either. Original. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, especially *Escape from New York* and *Big Trouble from Little China*, the uh, I don't know, the Kurt Russell John Carpenter double feature, right. yeah, those to me are kind of untouchable. *Big Trouble in Little China*, yeah, I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't go near that one. I would,
1: I would love to see a remastered big screen release. Sure. Same mm-hmm. thing with *Escape from New York*, just. Like I see that they're doing that with Karate Kid. They're going to put Karate Kid back in theaters for the 35th anniversary, and I'm I'm all for that. You know, yeah. Spice spice up the print, get it out there, and you know, put it in theaters. Spice up the print. Spice up the. Pr- I don't know where that. Spice that's, up
0: the print. That, that's how um, I would talk. The one other thing that I was going to mention is that mm-hmm. I saw they just released a new sequel for the Pet Cemetery reboot. Oh yeah, a new
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I, have you seen
0: any of those trailers?
1: I've I've caught I've caught some glimpses at glimpses at them. Um, I, I what's that ha- guy's name
0: who's in it? Jason Clark is that his name?
1: Ja- yeah, Jason from the uh, the yeah. Planet of the Apes remake. Yeah, among he other feels things.
0: like the right he feels like the right person for that kind of movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I buy it. I mean i I didn't see the I didn't see the original, nor have I read the book. Though I just picked up a copy of the book. Oh. I'm, 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 you know, digging into some Stephen King. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like, I'm interested to kind of, to read the book. And the whole concept is, has always kind of, I'll be honest, it's kind of freaked me out. I've always been a little nervous to watch, to watch the movie. I'm not the biggest
0: horror person, but like watching that trailer for the new one, I was like, ooh, this looks pretty Creepy, like, in a in a fun way that I would enjoy. Yeah. Um, because I, mean, I don't I, remember even... I don't remember seeing the original one. Um, if I did, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
1: yeah. And... It, 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 it just... Oh, I, it's interesting because is it supposed to be part of this... I, I'd heard rumors of this, like, a Stephen King cinematic universe and all the connections because the Dark Tower apparently... You know, does connect a lot of the Stephen King stories, though the film version of The Dark Tower was terrible. So does Maximum Overdrive fall into the same uh, universe? I, maximum Overdrive is uh, unless you're going to get Emilio Estevez back. <laughs> I'm sorry, I yeah, no, y- that one needs to stay where it belongs. <laughs> that that's yeah yeah Max. I think Stephen King would, would agree with that.
0: So I think so, too. <laughs> uh, there, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about before we move on to Groundhog Day, yeah. is that I want to rescind my endorsement that I gave on the last episode for uh, the involvement of Max Landis, because then Me Too allegations came out, and I have a
1: no-nonsense,
0: zero-tolerance policy, so we can just scratch that from the record.
1: Wow, and and we've just got our finger on the pulse because that that will come into our discussion of Groundhog Day. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about it. So, <laughs>
0: 1993. What? Yeah. When did, did it did it come out around Groundhog Day? When was the release for this one? I I believe it was a.
1: I I think it was around Groundhog Day. Uh, let me. I'll check this at the time. February
0: 12th, 1993. Yeah. So, so right after Groundhog it's, Day. It's lining up actually exactly with the release of this episode. Nice. February well 12th. Perfect. I don't feel as bad about being late on the Groundhog Day episode. No. No. I mean,
1: well, this, this is. Perfectly lined up. This Great. movie's all about how it's never too late. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh. Yeah, so it was released yeah, February 12th, uh 1993. Um total. Do you remember to- where you saw it because I feel like that's the kind of thing that you would remember. I saw it on VHS at home when I rented okay. it from Blockbuster. I didn't see it in the theater. Got it. Um so And I'm I, sure I was with you watching it. That probably feels about right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so I I didn't see it in the theater and when I when I saw it Originally, I liked it. I didn't, I remember they were, I didn't love it. I didn't, I didn't really like when it got dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there were, I, I remember I had, I had mixed feelings about it. And for me, it's, it's aged pretty well. Yeah. It's,
0: yeah. So enjoyable. I yeah. watched it with our brother Scott. Very uh, nice, it yes. is one of the very few DVDs that he owns. <laughs> um, we and it was groundhog day when we watched it it felt just so appropriate it was great it was just like morning we were i was staying at his place and it was like let's pop it in it was just really fun to uh, to watch it and i feel like every time i watch it i appreciate it more um clearly yeah. in 93 when i was okay i was 10 years old when i first saw it so i'm sure that I'm positive that I didn't get any of the nuances, any of the yeah. jokes. I didn't really get th- what was going on except for the idea, like, the, the very bare bones of the plot. Right.
1: Yeah. And I didn't—there's I. I there's a lot that I didn't pick up on. There's a lot that I picked up on when I watched it recently uh, on Groundhog Day, I think. Right. Overlapping with when you and Scott were watching it. Right. And it was there, there was a lot of it that I really seeing it for the first time in several years. I think seeing it for the first time, um, since uh transferring my career, you know, becoming a teacher, since you know, starting a family. So, a lot's changed for me, and it's one of those movies that I think really does speak to people personally,
0: right now this movie you know when you go and look at the trivia for a movie like this compared to the to a movie like short circuit or weekend at bernie's you get a lot more and it's a lot more dense there's a lot of people looking at it from a psychological perspective i read Mm -hmm. one article in like psychology today about it like there's just so much more about this one because it it really focuses on the self-improvement allegory and Find Just finding
1: out things about the production are so, so, so interesting. What's up? Well, what's interesting is, uh, first, all, I, I read um, an essay, kind of a similar philosophical essay on uh, a, a blog called Bright Wall Dark Room. And it you know it talked about <laughs> it clever name phil, i like that and then you know i was i was thinking about i was thinking about the article as i was watching the movie and i thought phil um why would you pick that name why that name and i thought well phil short for is is the academic abbreviation for philosophy mm-hmm. philosopher philosophical and i looked up the the meaning of the name phil or philip huh. and and it is seer of seers is it really yeah which That's connects cool. so much to his 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 career as a as a weatherman, I hesitate to call him a meteorologist. Uh he doesn't take yeah, right. his job that seriously. Um but also it's interesting because the movie is is now becomes like a daily reminder to him of how bad he is at his job because right. every day it's oh, oh, I thought, you know, I thought that wasn't gonna hit here. I thought we weren't gonna be affected by that.
0: Yeah. No, it, it it's a fascinating character. Yeah, and I think that if you do look at it from the perspective of like this psychological aspect, it's somebody who has veered so far, of course, from yeah. who they should be that they have all these opportunities to get to get it right. Yeah. And and it's it's just a really enjoyable exploration of seeing this person amazingly portrayed by Bill Murray. Yes, so amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. It's it's equal
1: parts enjoyable and thought provoking. It's it's amazing because it's a movie that ultimately shows a character going through an entire arc, an entire transformation, really over the course of one day, yet one day repeated. Yeah. So it's you know he he keeps getting this this do over. He keeps getting this you know reincarnation every time and it's it's like okay you let's see what you do with your day this time and it's he does really bad things and he does really you really see him evolve as a character through these experiences that he has getting to relive the same the same day yeah now
0: uh there's a few little fun things that i want to uh draw attention to Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? I don't have her name in front of me right now. I need to look that up real quick. But uh, the waitress at the diner.
1: Oh, um, yes. I, I have her name. And uh, Miss Robin Duke. Robin Duke, yeah. So she... You can see her now. She's
0: in, uh, she's on the show Man Seeking Woman and Schitt's Creek. She's the woman who runs the Blouse Barn and Schitt's Creek, which is perfect. <laughs> and it reunites her with Chris Elliott. Yeah. Who plays Larry. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, we have another... Two well, two
1: movies with Larry in a row, cool. And Robin Duke was also an SNL cast member back in the eighties, mid eighties. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. She's
0: she's fantastic. But as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh my god! Like it just kind of clicked for me. Like I can't. I had no idea that that was her all this time, um, all these years that I've been watching this movie. And you know, now that I see her in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, it's like, oh my god. Yeah. I've been, she's been with me all this time. I had no (laughs) idea. Um, Because I'm sure that when she was on SNL or like her years in SNL, it didn't really even register with me. And it was... She she, wasn't
1: one of the major players. I mean, I think she was on with Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So... Going back to uh, getting back to Groundhog Day here, uh, so getting back to the Me Too thing. Oh yes. So Phil Connors, the Bill Murray's character in this, is a real asshole. He's yes. a misogynist. He refers to the female anchor on the news on the news program he's on as hairdo. Right. He is all he. You know he meets Andy McDowell's character Rita, and. I mean really just wants to sleep with her and sure isn't isn't shy about he doesn't try to hide it and it it's interesting because it's kind of like I thought to my I was thinking to myself I was like wait a second this is like I mean he uses it to get laid he he right. he gets all that woman's information um and then you know he uses the thing to get laid so he's this misogynist player who Learns, he learns his lesson, and right. it's kind of, it's kind of like the, you know maybe this is the movie for men to be watching in in the Me Too era. Right. Maybe it it you know, it has its place here. So just very ahead of its time in in that, in that way. Well, I think it speaks to I I, I mean it speaks to I mean it was content, it was current because that was this was happening I think right after, right around the same time, is the Clarence Thomas hearings. Clarence Thomas, yeah. And Mm -hmm. Nita Hill. So it's kind of, you know, it was relevant then, but possibly more. Yeah, it's one of those things that's kind of always been
0: there, but like probably, yeah, just more so now. We we notice it now. We see it now and we... It's more of a major topic of conversation. It has its own name. Yeah. (laughs) The Me Too movement. So... It, yeah, it is kind of perfect for uh for this to be well, this is a movie that is watched currently very actively by a lot of people. Oh, you know, yeah. it is for many people a groundhog day tradition to watch this movie. You know, it's though I think this was the I first
1: year I actually watched it on Groundhog Day. Or Groundhog's I, Day. I
0: know that, that that is not true for me. Um but it I think it's a great tradition it's like the in it, the, the nature of the movie itself makes it rewatchable
1: yes yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely it's
0: it's really it's just really fascinating it's a it's one of those movies that like you you know there are so many movies from that era where i watch it and i watch it again i'm like oh i'm glad i watched that again but like yeah. i can take another 10 years before I watched again. But like this one, you can watch it any, any day of the year, as many times as you want. And it's still equally enjoyable, if not more.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So, (laughs) of course, referring
0: to the, the premise of this podcast, yes, which is, uh, kind of discussing what we think should happen to a movie in terms of sequels, prequels, reboots, remakes, etc. Um, this actually had some interesting news recently
1: about a groundhog day sequel video game. Oh wait, a groundhog day. Video. This is news to me right now. Okay. I
0: think that it was on groundhog day that they announced on VR platforms. So, all of the like PlayStation View and all all those VR platforms, they're making a Groundhog Day game. I mean, this is at least what they're claiming is about to happen. Let's see. I've got it on. Uh... So on Wikipedia,
1: it says. The Sony film pictures.
0: Ver- Go ahead. Yeah, it says, Sony Pictures Virtual Reality Division, along with game developer Tequila Works, are developing a sequel to the film via way of a virtual reality video game, Groundhog Day Like Father Like Son, to be released on the PlayStation VR, Oculus Rift, and HTC Vive headsets. The game has the player take the role of Phil's son, Phil Connors Jr., who similarly becomes trapped in a time loop while in Punxsutawney and requires the player to figure out how to escape it. The game is announced on Groundhog Day 2019 and it's expected to be released in late 2019. That's a fast turnaround.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, how do you feel about this? I, I, I've i never played any VR games. Uh, yeah, me either. So I guess how I feel about it is why, why a sequel? If you're going to... If you're going to take Groundhog Day and turn it into a VR video game, couldn't it just be ground like are you like couldn't you just be in the shoes of Phil Connors and like, you know, you watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. You know. <laughs> do you get to like punch Ned Ryerson? Then you get to like punch Ned Ryerson and what do you run into Ned Ryerson's son? Is it like just the same thing? You know, I don't know. I, I guess Maybe
0: we'll find out. I don't know how how I would ever play this game. I am
1: I am skeptical, but I have very little well, knowledge of the platform. So, well, let me just let's cut to the chase. Yeah, uh, what what would you do with this? If well, anything, well, I wouldn't. First of all, I wouldn't do anything with it. Okay, I I, I wouldn't. Nope. I would I would put it out into theaters every year around Groundhog's Day, uh, promote it as a special like, you know, just see how many theaters you can get that will just play it on a loop all day long. Right. So you could even buy a pass where you can just sit there and watch Groundhog Day all day long and, and repeat the day infinitely with Phil. So I I really don't think so though I did have some I I was trying to think all right how could this possibly work as a a a sequel or remake or reboot and I have some I have some ideas um I think the main plot I think just to remake it you can't do that the updated technology would yeah it's kind of the the scenario would be prevented. There's no way a storm of that magnitude wouldn't be predictable, and everyone would just be on their phones saying, uh, "Phil, you're wrong." Everybody we checked Cliff Mass in Seattle. Right. He says it's going to yeah. hit, and he knows he's always right. If uh, Cliff I Mass don't know how he knows the
0: Punxawatney
1: right. weather, but he's good. It, it, look, if he's he the wants, best. if he wants to know it, he knows it. That's Cliff Mass. So, <laughs> no, seriously. So. I was, and it was funny because I was thinking about like, all right, like who would I cast in th- in different roles, and what would you do? And then I thought I was like, oh yeah, it kind of would be interesting to see a Will Ferrell version of it, but I'm not asking for it. And then I kind of thought, what if you did <laughs> Anchorman Three? <3." laughs> Okay. As a Groundhog Day reboot with Ron Burgundy starting to fade into obscurity in the early 1990s. Whoa. Interesting. And and he has to, you know, he he has to relive this. I don't know if it's Groundhog Day or if you do it on another day, but I think it would be funny if it was Ron Burgundy on Groundhog Day and he has to relive (laughs) Groundhog Day, and maybe it's in San Diego. Maybe it's maybe it's in. He goes back to the San Diego Zoo, uh, or maybe he is in Punxsutawney. I don't know. That is a very interesting concept. It, it's I like kind, it. It's kind of the it's fun. only it's kind of the only, <laughs> like the only well, acceptable option for me.
0: Well, let me tell you. The one thought that I had, because yeah. I do agree with you, this should not be remade or rebooted. No. It is excellent as is i i'm I wouldn't say perfect just because what i I don't think that anything is necessarily perfect, but it's it's great as it is you cannot as mess with it. it totally holds up it's just wonderful but mm-hmm. and and okay, a prequel.
1: What's the point? There's really nothing to see what, there. What's going to happen? I just don't like the idea of, oh, this happens to him Right again. So
0: Yeah, and so what we had talked about on the last episode of this podcast, Weekend at Bernie's, and this kind of is similar a little bit to Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2, but the, the sequel to the original was so far outlandish. I mean, the yeah. original is like, weird and whatever but like it's not completely bananas whereas the second one especially for weekend at bernie's where there's like a voodoo curse it's just incoherent right whereas whereas groundhog day can be looked at as a fantasy movie Mm -hmm. it can be looked at as something that is i mean i don't know if science fiction is necessarily proper but it is a fantasy movie it's a surreal comedy it's a sure. surreal comedy, yeah. so it wouldn't be surprising or uh, annoying to have a sequel that had similar threads. So what I was thinking was, okay, you know, it's however many years later. It's 30 years later, whatever. And you've got um, – and I'm blanking on the name of the character, but Michael Shannon's character. Yes. Michael Shannon. Frank. Who we, uh, Frank. Or who Fred. We, Fred. Is, Fred. Fred and Debbie. Fred, who – who we this is our first time ever seeing Michael Shannon. He is, he does not look scary. Michael Shannon is one of my favorite actors currently. Everything that I see him in, he really just commands the screen. When you see him in like interviews or anything about him in real life, you're just like, "Wow, he is just like a really goofy, weird guy." And uh, just kind of likable. Like I, it's not the kind of goofy and weird that you're, that you roll your eyes at. It's the kind of goofy and weird where you're just like, I want to see more of what this guy's got going. on. And then when you see him in a movie, you're just like, Whoa, he
1: is crazy. He kind of reminds me, sorry to interrupt, but like he kind of, I, I, I know I made the comment about, you know, scary, but I, I do. I think Michael Shannon brings a lot to everything he's, he's in including Groundhog Day, but he also, I see him in like the Willem Dafoe uh, uh-huh. kind of Christopher Walken, but not quite Christopher Walken, but more like the Willem Dafoe, like who, who's who got so much versatility. Um, right. But you know, when you see Willem DeFoe Willem Dafoe, with a switchblade in a movie you you're like willem Dafoe knows how to handle himself and knows how to handle right. a blade so and i would th- i think the sh- the same of of michael shannon yeah and michael,
0: so michael shannon his character fred the things that we know about fred in groundhog day uh so he is a big wrestling fan they're going Phil to WrestleMania. Gets tickets to
1: WrestleMania at the end. Um, I, little little known they, fact: I, I do have to interrupt. Little we do have a little. This when we say that Groundhog Day is not a perfect movie, um, this is this is an instance where we can back that up. Uh, Pittsburgh has <laughs> not rest um, has not hosted a WrestleMania. They hosted part of the first WrestleMania, which was kind of I guess, simulcast would have been the word for um, from three different locations. Got but it. Pittsburgh has has not hosted and we know it's Pittsburgh because they they say oh and that's great we're going to be there anyway but um so another reason why this is a fantasy is that there was no WrestleMania in Pittsburgh Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. So,
0: uh, okay, we know he loves wrestling. We know that he so in the movie he is engaged to be married to Debbie. Oh, but she's having
1: cold feet.
0: She's ha- she's having cold feet and then uh, before they get the WrestleMania tickets or maybe it's right after. But anyway, uh, they thank Phil for helping their relationship. And then Fred gives like Rita, a kiss or like a big hug or something. (laughs) And Debbie like kind of gives him a little punch in the shoulder. And so it's like, okay, so the two of them, they got some, they got a little bit of fight in them. And, I think that I would like to see if I was to see any kind of anything happen with this, a sequel following Michael Shannon's character 30 whatever years later. And like he's just gotten so off course in his life and things are, you know, on the, you know, on the fritz with Debbie and he's got to make things right. And uh, he has to relive Groundhog Day
1: over and over and over. What's up? I'm sorry because all I I I I kind of thought where you were going with this was that he eventually like he becomes a wrestler and I'm kind of thinking of you know the, the aging and and all that and I'm like so wait does he just become Mickey Rourke and the wrestler and do we find him and he's like living in the trailer playing the Nintendo game and like working at the grocery store has yeah is it just a remake of the wrestler
0: no, I don't think he would become a wrestler. Could you imagine? I, like, I think I, it's fun though.
1: That's a fun
0: idea. If he became, if he became a wrestler, yeah. I mean, or it's like, what if he was so influenced by Phil on that one day that he knew Phil that maybe he got into meteorology. Like maybe he followed that same path. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or maybe he just got into broadcast journalism or something
1: like that. Yeah, he was. He was inspired. He said. I want to be like this great man. Or maybe he has
0: a, a very successful wrestling blog that, you know, <laughs> got bought by, I don't know,
1: uh, Condé Nast or one of those, yeah. <laughs> you know, big corporations. A publishing. Know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not, so, not the one that does The Enquirer.
0: I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give like a whole synopsis here, but I'm just thinking if there was going to be a sequel, if there, we were going to follow a, a character from the movie again, maybe him, uh, maybe you take Chris Elliott's character.
1: You take advantage yeah. that, that Michael, you know, Michael Shannon, uh, is a big name now. And he's has he's general, he was general Zod, you know. So he was, and he was great as Zod. I feel like yeah. he was
0: the best part of that movie, Man of Steel. Yeah. Man of Steel. Yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll get to the oh, Superman. Reboots. Superman. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah. he's yeah. wonderful. Groundhog Day is 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 wonderful,
1: and uh it really shouldn't be touched. No, no, I. It just I really, shouldn't. really. No, I don't. I don't think so. It's. It, it, and and thankfully, I don't think anyone really wants to, as, I mean, beyond the... Well, apparently the ver- this video game situation, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know how many... It seems just like a cash grab to me. I don't know how many people who love Groundhog Day are going to, like, run out and buy, like, VR sets and do do this just be, oh, yeah, wow, the sequel to Groundhog Day that I probably wouldn't even go see if it was in the theater sounds like a yeah, like right. direct to netflix it's like the the kindergarten cop too which we will get to eventually oh yes yes we will <laughs> yeah uh
0: so yeah. i guess in closing we're we're done with groundhog day just keep rewatching it yeah um, maybe is is rewatch
1: just a uh, a new category for us a rewatch yeah just a, a yeah. well i mean we could do rewatch re-release re-release yeah I mean, I'm a big fan of just being able to go see movies in a theater on a big screen that I was I was too, too young to see or that I just missed in their initial release. Well, wait, we totally just completely blew past something big—the stage adaptation. Oh, the musical,
0: yes, right. right. So this did have a remake. The stage adaptation in 2015? Yeah. Um, I 26, believe 2016 so. it premiered. It premiered in 2016, and then in 2017, it went to Broadway. And apparently yeah. it was highly regarded. I uh, need to follow up on that. I don't really know it, too much about it.
1: Um, I, I do. I'm not sure uh, who else I know that, that saw it, but I know um, our Uncle Richard. Saw it and we talked about it as last time I saw him and he said okay. he really liked it and he sees a lot of theater and definitely yeah. would call it, you know, call, he's he's not just going to be impressed by, you know, the the big song and dance. Although we didn't, mom, see it too. I believe so. I'm not sure.
0: Okay, so we talked video game. We talked the musical. We talked about our theories. There's actually one other thing that I wanted to mention, uh, have you seen or heard anything about the new Netflix series, Russian Doll? Yes, actually. I I haven't watched yeah. it yet. I'm two episodes in. But this is essentially the new
1: updated version of Groundhog Day. Yeah, you know, I actually... I It is about... I know someone who worked on it. <laughs> oh, no yeah, way. Yeah, she was cool. uh, Natasha Leon's, uh, uh body double. And she... Oh, um, uh, no way. She or stunt double. She yeah, she's the, the um wife of a former coworker of mine. Yeah. Oh, cool. So Yeah, yeah so cool. so the premise of Russian doll is it's
0: this it's this woman who keeps on dying and restarting in the bathroom at her birthday party that's being thrown for her by a friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm only 2 episodes in. So I I can't tell you where it goes beyond that, but she's already died several times. <laughs> and it's it's funny, it's weird, it's very heady, and it definitely has the like Groundhog Day feel where she's trying to figure out what's going on, why this is happening. Um
1: it's I don't know, I'm curious it, to see where where it takes me, but It seems like yeah. she's she's uh I don't want to say kind of a mess at the beginning, but it definitely seems like she kind of has a character transformation to make just based on the trailers oh, I've seen. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, so she's way into drugs. She parties all night. Like, there's a lot of things about her that definitely you could see as being, like, things she needs to work on. Yeah. Um. So, you know, relationships, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I do feel like this is the answer to, like, a Groundhog yeah. Day, I guess, refresh. It's But it's not calling itself that. It's not even, you know, making any
1: reference it's to it. It's just the concept.
0: Yeah. Which is also, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising if there was some sort of reference to it, because to say that you are having a Groundhog Day type situation like people refer to Groundhog Day as
1: this phenomenon. Yeah, yeah that's you know that's true. It's kind of become <coughs> part of the uh the lexicon. The lexicon, yeah. The Zeitgeist. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I, I feel like Russian doll is is really, truly the answer to a Groundhog Day.
1: But it's not the it's not the first one since Groundhog Day to do Kind of a a repetition. I feel like Run Lola Run, which I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. twenty years ago. I I don't think though that she, if I remember, I don't remember her being like aware that she was re, that it was happening over yeah, and over again. I don't think so. I actually felt like it was more like you just got to see different possibilities, kind of like sliding doors. Right. But, hmm. but yeah, no. I see. I I I think that, yeah, the concept is. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. I'm interested to see it applied in this context. Yeah. Anyway, that's what
0: I that's what I've got to contribute to this. Uh, if anybody has any thoughts about um, about Groundhog Day, email us at ruinedchildhoodspod at gmail.com. And and Dan, what's our next episode going to be about?
1: Next up, we are going to be visiting or revisiting the world of Bill and Ted. The excellent adventure, oh. the bogus journey, everything and else. And the TBD. The TBD. Yeah, absolutely. So Yeah, and so, station. Uh, station
0: Station. So check out uh, check out one of the Bill and Ted movies if you want to follow along in the next episode. Or if you have any thoughts, like I said, yeah. email ruined at gmail.com about um, Bill and Ted, Groundhog Day, any of the movies you talked about, anything you want to add about any of this. If you've seen the musical, we'd love to hear your thoughts
1: about it. Make your voice heard. That's been Rune Childhood's podcast, and we'll see you next time.